Welcome to the Important Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, pregnancy-focused chiropractor, Dr. Elliot Berlin. My guest today works in film as a costume designer. She met her husband in driver's ed as a teen and now is very near the end of her first pregnancy. Sierra Whaley, welcome to the podcast. Oh, hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for joining. So a lot of great stuff here. This is going to be a great episode because you're so fascinating and interesting. But let's start at the beginning. Where are you from originally? I am from Cleveland, Ohio. What was that like growing up? Oh, you know what? The four seasons is what I can say. Like spring, summer, fall, winter. Oh, not like Um, the hotel. Not like the hotel. (laughs) 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 And not the perpetual usual good days of california but um uh-huh. yeah not with all the four seasons okay <laughs> so you had four seasons in cleveland yes <laughs> i grew up in new york also four seasons and it's nice to have backdrops to like your memories not just one you know blue skies smiling at me exactly yeah so childhoods were full of camping in the summer and just kind of running around to the corner store getting as much candy as you want and then winters were just full of extra layers of coats and fall. I remember always wanting to wear the cutest costumes for Halloween, but always having to bundle up with a coat (laughs) over it. (laughs) I'm like, these kids in California know nothing about this. (laughs) Now, when you grew up in Ohio, do you have siblings? I do, but I am 10 years older than my brother, and I am 15 years older than my sister. Ooh. Yes. So... 10 years only child exactly Hmm. a lot i had my cousins like my core crew and my neighbors the girl next door was my homie since day one sam that's really nice (laughs) yeah okay cool so now flash forward how did you make your way from ohio to los angeles uh so my husband and i we've been together since we were 15 and he came out to los angeles first for grad school And I had a semester to finish up in my undergrad back home in Ohio. And as soon as I graduated, I wanted to come out West to be closer to him and also to be closer to my family because they randomly had moved to Las Vegas before I graduated from college. So I came to Vegas for a year while he kind of got situated in grad school. And then that was a year too long away from my love. So I had to pack my bags and come to California to be with Uh, him. You guys really (laughs) met at driver's ed? So he knew my cousin and we had saw each other a couple times here and there, but driver's ed is when it all went down. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's the first time we kind of had one-on-one time. We had a couple little flirty sessions. We sat next to Ooh. each other. <laughs> he passed your road test. <laughs> he really did. <laughs> but our last day of driving class, I could tell he wanted to ask for my number, but he was being a little shy. And I could see my dad out the window waiting for me. So I was like, hey, man, are you going to get my number or what? (laughs) (laughs) He pulled out his phone and it was a really old flip phone. And it just happened to keep flipping open and it just broke in half. (laughs) He's like, just tell me your number. I'll remember it. And so I gave him my number and he remembered it. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. So you were important to him for sure. Um, Who's a better driver? Oh, my goodness. He would say he is. I would say I get there. (laughs) Ah, So you agree with him? (laughs) I would. He definitely taught me how to parallel park. I'll give him that. Oh, God. I still hate parallel parking. I don't know why. I always drive big cars, too. That's why. So you got to find out, like, a spot and that's big enough, and it's just big enough here. 
Mm-hmm. My least favorite, and nothing against them as a company, but Trader Joe. The small spaces? Yeah, it's not parallel parking, but everything at Trader Joe's is a little miniature, the little carts, the little aisles, and the little parking spaces. And I don't know if it was made for, like, smaller people than I am. Like, I don't do yoga or anything. And certain things you can only buy at Trader Joe, like that coconut cooking spray they have their version of. And sometimes when I park there, I have to get my kids to go inside and buy some coconut cooking spray and spray it all over me so I could squeeze out of the door between my car and the next car. (laughs) No. I don't know how we got to that. Anyway, so parking my big car in that little Trader Joe spot. (laughs) Look, I don't go there either. I don't get the aisles in Trader Joe's. Yeah, I think they're meant to make you go up and down every aisle two or three times and just grab. Oh, look at that. I'll grab that. Exactly. I'm with you. At the end, I don't know, some little person just puts what you're looking for on the shelf real quick before you leave. And like, oh, there it is. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So that's how you met your husband. And then you moved here. And here we are. Now you got serious. We did get serious right away, I'd say. Oh, really? Right when you got here? Or even while you were long distance? Um, we were serious even when we were in high school. Oh, like it was serious. We were, yeah. Yes. Okay. And then what did you study in college? I studied fashion merchandising. What were you thinking about doing with that? I just wanted to go to New York and do anything fashion related. Did you that have an interest in fashion early on? I did. Mostly because I went to a Catholic school from first grade all the way through my junior year of high school. And we had to wear Catholic uniforms and it was so boring. And I would always dream of, you know, how I would express myself. And I started sketching at an early age just to feel like I was different. So I kind of feel like the Catholic school where I grew up, people still kind of put their personal touch on the uniforms. Is that like a thing? I tried it. I always got docked for it, though. I would always get demerits or detentions. They were really strict, but I did what I could. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's take a little break. When we come back, we're going to find out because now you're super pregnant. I want to find out more about that. We'll be right back. (laughs) Hey, everyone. It's Dr. Berlin, and I want to talk to you about something that is close to my heart. Literally. Omega-3. It's a crucial nutrient that's sadly overlooked. With 95% of women deficient, Needed, the supplement brand I trust, created their brand new Omega-3 soft gels. Designed by perinatal experts, they support you and your baby's well-being from fertility to pregnancy and beyond. Unlike other brands, Needed's Omega-3 is sustainable, pesticide-free, and third-party tested for purity. Plus, my favorite, It has a milder taste and smell, perfect for sensitive mamas. Don't wait. Visit thisisneeded.com and use code BERLIN to get 20% off your initial order. Experience the needed difference, consciously crafted for your health and the planet. Welcome back. We're talking to a very pregnant Ciara Whaley. So pregnancy you're having kids was kids something you talked about early on something you're both on the same page about definitely so we were talking about children i'd say the past 10 years ever since we got married like back in 2016 we knew we wanted to have kids but it wasn't now it's like oh right now we're working on our careers right now we want to travel now we live in a small apartment we want a house first so it just never felt like the right time but it's something that we were always open to And so 
I want to say back in like 2021 is when we started really talking about it. And we started like just looking at each other and asking the serious questions like, you know, what if we can't have kids? Because we've been together for so long. I was like 32 at the time and we never had a accident happen. I'm like, is it because we can't have children or are we just that great? (laughs) (laughs) Excellent Um, planners. (laughs) Exactly. So we kind of just had that real discussion of, you know, if we don't have kids, we are enough for each other and we'll be perfectly happy. And if we do have kids, we'll just make it work. So during that career build, so you started fashion merchandising, always had an interest in fashion outside of plaid skirts, I guess, (laughs) or whatever the uniform was. And now you're a costume designer for film. And so you're knee deep in fashion. I'm knee deep in it and all types of things. (laughs) How'd that come about? Um, Well, when my husband first came out here, He started doing a bunch of films at his grad school, you know, for his thesis projects with his friends for class. And I started doing all of the wardrobe for their films. And I met a costume designer out here who needed an assistant. And she kind of showed me the light. And she kind of made me realize that it could be a full-time job. And I was hooked ever since. Oh, and what does a costume designer do? Because I know that when I used to think about costume designers, I always thought about just like, I don't know, when people are sewing costumes together that are like, uh, you're going to be an animal from Monsters, Inc. or something mm-hmm. like that. But it's not quite that. It's not. That's what I thought it was, too, way back in the day. A costume designer's main job is to bring to life the visual elements of the actors. That's sometimes not written in the script. So my job is to work very closely with the director and see what vision he or she is trying to bring across. And then also sort of mix that magic with whatever the actor has in mind so they feel comfortable. Oh, really? The actor has a say? The actor has a say. Sometimes they have great tips and other times not so much and you have to kind of steer them away. But they're the main people that I feel I'm working for when I'm on a job because I want them to feel comfortable. I want them to feel believable in whatever role they're taking on. Hmm. It's kind of interesting because I played my first and only role in a major production over the summer and they flew me out there just to do a fitting. Mm-hmm. And boy, they had a lot of clothing there to choose from. So How was that fitting? It was a lot of fun. I mean, the crew was great. Like the costume designer and her assistant were amazing and they just made it super fun, very relaxed. But like, yeah, I am not used to, and I'm, I'm like a hard size, I think for fitting stuff. And I walked in there and they're just like racks of clothing and all these different shoe options and things like that. And it was sort of like, I just thought you just tell me what you want me to wear. But they're like, no, how do you feel about this one or that one? Both in terms of how they look and also how they feel to like do my scenes in. Uh, Oh, yeah. It was cool. It was a cool process. I think that's the important part of just knowing who you're dressing. Like for you, you obviously can do many things. But acting is not necessarily something that you do all the time. So for them, I'm sure it was even more important that you just felt comfortable in what you're wearing so it doesn't take you out of what you're doing on set. Yeah. I mean, it's a much more complex position role that you play than I really would have thought where you're sort of, like you said, it's not written into the script a lot of the time. So you're really just uh, reading the script and getting your own vision. What is this person? How do they dress? 
and then pulling those options together. And then also the way they fit when I finished my fitting and the way they fit when I came in to do the filming was, I don't know how they like just tailored everything perfect to me. <laughs> and I'm like, could I possibly take you home with me? But, <laughs> That's the movie magic. Yeah. They said no. Okay. So that's what you do. And then your husband is also in film. He is. Yeah. He's a director. My first feature film was working on his film. We both, you know, did that at the same time. And he's a pain to work with, but he's also <laughs> <laughs> such a joy at the same time. Well, we've worked together many times, but he kind of knows me better than anyone. So he's always trying to push me to that next boundary, mm. even though I always get it on the first try. He's the kind of <laughs> director that likes to see 12 options, even though uh, I know the first one is going to work. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's cool. I mean, is it hard to work together? Not at all. Honestly, it's nice. The last project we worked on together, we were working out of Montreal up in Canada, and they have such a different way of doing things that our relationship is what really helped just to keep us solid and stable. Everything else was just so different into what we were used to working on that having that sort of, I don't know, look within, like I know what he wants. He knows what I'm trying to push for. It just sort of helped the the relationship. I you already have some sort of communication channels opened up. Exactly. That'll be helpful for your next step as well. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Having this child. So weaving back into the pregnancy, you were sort of like, oh, maybe, yes, we want kids, but not right now. Then the careers blossomed. And then was it like, okay, you said you were getting worried. So once you started trying, did it take a minute? It did take a minute. We started trying back in the beginning of 2021. And I'd say that's when we stopped using contraceptives. And we sort of put it in the back of our minds. Like, oh, maybe this can happen now. Maybe it won't. We'll see. And we were working that entire year traveling. So we didn't put much pressure on it. Yeah. That's well, kind of how that started. I mean, which contraceptives were you using? Like birth control, Pills. condoms, that sort oh, of thing. all of it. Sometimes, whole... yeah. A whole shebang. Also, the pull-out method. Oh. <laughs> Can I talk about this on the show? Sure, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to pull this episode out because of that. <laughs> um, we've been together for so long, we have like have done them all. I'll say that. <laughs> okay, so you could write the Zagat guide to how to not get pregnant when you're not <laughs> quite ready yet. Well, you know what? I think my body played a big role in me not getting pregnant right away. I was speaking with my OB like back in 2021 and I was just telling her, you know, we're trying, but I don't think I'm ready in my body yet for that conversation to even happen with myself of me going from myself to a mother. I just wasn't wrapping my head around it yet. And I think that's why we didn't get pregnant right away. Mm. Yeah, there's a definitely a mind, body, spirit readiness that when you're achieve it it almost seems like your body will do anything to help you get and stay pregnant and when you're not quite there yet maybe gets in the way and buys you a little more time yeah to get there so ultimately because i was wondering like now that you were sort of not trying to block a pregnancy if even though you weren't like okay must happen right now if like each time your cycle would restart if it was sort of like a different feeling than before you started not trying? No, I, I wasn't disappointed yet, mostly because we were traveling a lot that year and I had so much work that I didn't really have a moment to sit still and think about what was really happening. 
Uh, so you said not yet. Was there a point where it started to become more concerning to you? Um, I want to say by the end of 2021, when we finally got home around the holidays, I really was just thinking like, this might not happen for us. And my husband and I had that conversation and I was like, you know, if we can't get pregnant, I'm okay with this. Like you're enough for me. Is, is Do you feel the same way? Wow. And he, you know, said the same thing. He's like, yeah, it's fine. It's always been us and we'll continue doing this if that's how things go. Wow. I mean, I think that would have been sad because with all of your combined driving experience, that moment <laughs> when you teach a child to drive for the first time, who could do it better than you guys? Uh, <laughs> I mean, spoiler alert, you got pregnant. And did you end up going down the path of getting help or just boom? Just boom, randomly enough. Boom, it was boom. a weird year. Boom, boom. Yeah. Bing, bang, boom. <laughs> <laughs> um, not to get too serious, but the beginning of 2022, I lost a really close cousin of mine. He passed away unexpectedly. Um, he oh. was murdered, actually, while back home. Oh my God, and, I'm so um, sorry. No, no. So the year started off really rough. And when I got that pregnancy test in July of that year, it just felt crazy that a year that started off so, you know, hurtful and with such pain was going to end so happy. Wow. That's a life cycle madness. Yes. How did you figure it out? Did, were you just late or did you start feeling symptoms? Uh, <laughs> well, this is going to sound a little bit woo-woo. Don't think differently of me when I see you in your office now. <laughs> I always think woo-woo when I think of you, so I will not think differently. <laughs> okay. So I was cutting open a bell pepper. Bell pepper had a little baby pepper inside of it. And something just told me I was pregnant. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Is pepper on the uh, name list? It's not on the name list, oh. um, but I did eat a lot of them this pregnancy. <laughs> oh, okay. So this pepper got a lot of peppers. How what the various stages of pregnancy for your first, second, third trimester? Um, well, I was working on a set all the way up until my fifth month of pregnancy. Ooh. So those first five months went by really fast. I didn't have much time to sort of just sit and be pregnant. And that's what I really wanted. That's what I was I just want. right. I don't know mm. how women, you know, work. <laughs> it's a lot like it is a full-time job baking a child i mean it drains a lot out of you and there's a lot you probably want to do you know to keep your factory strong and healthy and prepare you know for what's coming Definitely. next and i don't know again the sacrifices that you make are endless and i didn't get it really till i started working with pregnancy but yeah so you worked a lot in your first five months i did and I didn't tell everyone that I was working with that I was pregnant. I told my Ooh. my department. They're going to know now. <laughs> oh, they know now. <laughs> <laughs> and I told the director I was working with. But other than that, I didn't really feel the need to share. It felt like my beautiful secret that oh. I didn't want to talk about with strangers. Yeah. And I felt great. The one thing that really changed, especially while I was at work, was I was just more sassy than usual. Oh. I felt this fire on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> Being in the job I'm in, you know, there's a lot of people that you have to answer to, a lot of things that have to get approved. And there was a lot of times where I wasn't as quiet as I say I was pre-pregnancy about uh. my dislike for things that would happen. <laughs> 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 I'd come home and tell my husband, like, babe, like this baby, she's making me sassy. Well, then that's just now. Wait till she comes out. Oh, 
So now you're literally at the end, like 38 weeks? 37 weeks. 37. Okay. So really close. You're in the zone, as they mm-hmm. say. I want to take another little break and find out how your past couple of months have been and what you're doing to plan for birth. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We're talking to C.R. Whaley. So you're very close to birth. At what point did you start thinking about your plans for how you'd get this little one out of you? The little pepper. (laughs) That's a good nickname now. I always knew I wanted a home birth and that I would want to work with a midwife and a doula. Where Um, is that inspiration from? Because it's not a lot of people that do that. You know what? I have no idea. I was there when my (laughs) little sister was born and she was born in the hospital. Okay. And that's sort of all I knew. But you were there, always, like literally during the birth? I was. I was in the room with my mom and my stepdad. What was that like? Oh, I cried. I cried from happiness and just the raw emotion that you're feeling, which now I know is the oxytocin. I didn't know that back then. <laughs> <laughs> but my mom, it's the first time I saw her cry in front of people. She was just screaming like, I think I'm going to poop. I don't want to push. I'm going to have to poop. <laughs> she didn't. But my little sister was in the canal a little too long. So she came out blue. Oh, and the floppy. doctors, they brought her over to the warming table and warmed her up. And as soon as she started crying, I started crying. Wow. So it's my favorite story. My little bean. No, that was a hospital birth. It was a hospital birth. So I've never been afraid of hospital births. It's just something within me. I always prefer to go what I think, I hate to say natural because that doesn't mean anything, but I prefer just to do things on my own terms in my own space whenever I can. Who is on your birth team? Who are you planning to bring with you? My husband will be there. My mom will be there. My midwife, my doula, and one of our dogs. How many dogs do you have? Two dogs. Why does one get to be with you and not the other one? (laughs) Um, Our boy dog, who is not going to be there, he's reverted back to a puppy in my pregnancy. He just wants all the attention. He senses a change happening, and he just is not having it, and he drives me nuts. How old is he? He just turned four. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like an older teen kind of thing. (laughs) Yes. Super teen. He has a lot of anxiety now whenever he senses change, and I'm not sure if he can handle- How did you get a Jewish dog? (laughs) (laughs) I was just lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So that'll be too distracting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And the girl dog, she's chill. She doesn't care either way. Oh yeah. The girl dogs, they're kind of interesting. Sometimes they seem to just like not be even amused. Yep. We're doing this now. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's her personality. 100%. Give me a treat. I'll go away. Okay. So the two dogs and are you more of a land person, water person? We are going to have a tub there, but every time I visualize the birth, I see myself using the tub for, you know, riding the waves, riding the different contractions, but I don't see myself giving birth in the tub, but we'll see how it goes. Okay. So on your bed? You know, I'm open to the bed, the floor, the stairs, the hallway. Oh, wow. (laughs) I've read so many books now that I've seen that women can literally give birth wherever I'm open to wherever I'm going to be at that time. Do you have any fears or worries going into birth in general or home birth in particular? You know, 
I've been preparing myself for a while now with our, you know, doula and midwife. My husband and I, we've been taking hypnobirthing classes and I've been very just open to whatever can happen that I haven't had any fear. And so now that we're getting closer to the date, I'm like, am I being naive about this? Like, should I be afraid of something? I don't have any fear yet. And that's what scares me. Hmm. That's funny. (laughs) I have a fear of not being afraid of anything. (laughs) Well, do you have a backup plan in case you no longer want a birth at home or if something comes up? Yeah. If I do need to be transferred to a hospital, I have a backup OB that has worked with my midwife and doula before. And he also works out of the hospital that's nearby where I live. And I feel very comfortable with him. And, you know, ultimately I want to do whatever I can to get the baby out safely. And I'm going to be open to whatever presents itself. Are there some things that you foresee that will be good comfort measures for you? You know what? Honestly, just having my husband there present with me and, you know, the use of the birth tub, I think is what will get me by. Yeah. So you have a doula and you have your husband. Do you see their roles as being different? Mm, I definitely see my husband being the person who can snap me out of anytime that I'm holding on to fear or tension. He knows me so well that he'll be able to pick up on those cues and remind me to breathe through it. Where my doula, I think she'll just be there overall to make sure everything's going okay. And if birth is stalling in one way, she'll be able to help me move to another position or, you know, give me some activities like walking the steps to sort of get things going again. I know you said you worked a lot in the first couple of trimesters. In your third trimester, I know you said also hypnobirthing. What other things have you done to sort of prepare your mind and body for the journey ahead? Well, definitely going to see you. Like the, <laughs> that prenatal work that we do in your office has been amazing. Oh, I'm um, so glad you like it. I and mean, also yeah. functional in your case, because you had a little positioning issue. Exactly. The first time I came to see you, the baby was not in optimal position yet. She was still breech. And that was, I want to say, about 34 weeks, maybe? Sometime around that time. Yeah. And literally, like, the end of that week, I saw you. I saw you, like, on a Monday. I feel like by that Friday, she had already flipped down into optimal position and I definitely credit you, just your positive vibes that you had. Well, you were just so... I personally <laughs> have no problem taking credit for things <laughs> like that. <laughs> you really felt like a um, partner, like a guru, like someone who just knew it all. You were like, hey, look, I can't make any promises. I'm not magic. All I can do is do what I can to sort of allow your body to open up. And you were like, I have good vibes about this. I'm pretty sure she's going to flip down. And you inspired me just with that one conversation. And I just thank you for that. You definitely had a good aura. (laughs) I'm really glad that you were able to get benefit out of that. It really comes to my childhood when both my parents and my teachers said I was a know-it-all. I think (laughs) that's where it all started. So you're doing body work. You're doing mind work with the hypnobirthing. Are you practicing some of that with your partner as you're getting closer? Yeah, definitely. We've been doing the ice method where I hold, you know, two ice cubes in my hands and I'm leaned over my birthing ball and we pretend that they're contractions <laughs> and he helps me be free through the pain of the holding the ice, which I know will be nothing like birth sensations, but we're just well, practicing for now. <laughs> I mean, both of them include eventually fluid. 
True. So something like it. Yeah. Anything else you're doing to get ready? A lot of walking, getting my deep squats in, my cat cow poses. And I've been in text threads with all the other moms that were in the hypnobirthing class with us. And that's been helping. Like just every day hearing what they're going through or, you know, what crib they bought. It helps me feel connected because it's such a time where I do want to be alone. I'm not going out and about as much as I used to. So having this community of moms at my fingertips is like so valuable. Yeah, community is key. I think this is a process that generally for humans is a village-like process. And it's nice that sometimes you find that community in your childbirth education class or your yoga class or just, you know, any place you can go and be among other people going through the same stage of life. It can really be valuable. I have one more question for you. And it's because of your fashion life. You know, in the hospital, people usually wear the oversized unisex hospital. Moo, do you have thoughts on what you're going to wear at the different stages of labor? Oh, man. Yes, I do. Well, I've seen so many pictures now. Everyone's either topless or they have a, you know, cute sports bra on. And I think I'm going to go the sort of bra method. But I'm thinking of like this halter crisscross thing that just covers my breasts. <laughs> and I'll have like a robe to throw on as I walk through the house. That's what I'm imagining. But watch it be just like sweatpants and whatever I had on that day. Or just end up throwing everything off because you don't want anything touching you. The, <laughs> exactly. the vision that you gave with that description, what's behind it? Does it make you feel powerful or healthy or I don't know? What's the mindset behind that outfit? You know what? That kind of top that I'm imagining is something that I would wear if I'm at a resort or on vacation somewhere where I'm just very, you know, no worries at all, drink in my hand, sun on my back. <laughs> I love um, that. That's what it's reminding me of. And the sports bra kind of just, for me, would feel like every day because that's sort of all I've been in this entire pregnancy. Yeah. So I want to elevate it just a little bit just to remind myself that. Just because I'm going into motherhood, it doesn't mean my freedom and, you know, my personal time is over, that I am going to be moving into motherhood, but also, you know, I can still go on vacation. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I knew there was depth behind it, and I love that. Ciara, you're amazing, and you're about to go through this huge transformation. I am very excited for you. I'm sending you the most beautiful, positive, birthy vibes. And I'm grateful to you for coming on to the podcast and sharing your story to this point. And I look forward to talking to you next time to get the rest of the story. Oh, thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure talking with you. Ah, it's always a pleasure to talk to you and to see you. And I'm honored to be in your life and to have you in mind and to even just play a tiny role in this epic journey. To our listeners, thanks for listening. We look forward to connecting with you on the other side for the rest of Ciara's story and invite you to visit informedpregnancy.tv where we have all sorts of wonderful video content streaming for you in terms of documentaries, web series, workshops that are going on there, mind and body yoga, exercise, meditations, and a whole lot more informedpregnancy.tv. 